Podcast Answer Man, episode number 283. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there is something we can all do to take our show and everything else we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, and I am super excited about today's show. It is jam-packed with all kinds of goodies that I hope you might be interested in, and just to find out whether or not you may or may not be interested in the content of this week's episode, I will give you a preview of what we're going to cover here. First, I'm going to give you a personal podcast plug of the week. And then I will move over to a question from Stephanie that she has about uh, broadcasting audio out to a live internet audience. Then Sarah's going to have a question about SEO and permalinks and this idea of saying, hey, go check out podcastanswerman.com slash 283 for this particular uh, episode's show notes. We're going to talk a little bit about podcast awards and then we will talk about Facebook Pay to promote. Yes, we've talked about that in the past, but I'm going to tell you my own personal experience with paying Facebook to promote posts. Then I'll take a question from Andy about time stamping show notes. And if you you really should listen to the question later in the episode to find out what that one means. And it's one where I'm actually going to turn to you, the podcast answer man and GSPN community to help me answer Andy's question. Then I will give you my thoughts on the iPad mini. That's right, I have one sitting right in front of me and I'll talk to you about it and why I chose to go with that over the Kindle Paperwhite and to give you my overall impression of the device. And then Keith has some feedback related to something I said back in episode 281 about my personal pet peeve, about hating when I go to a, a blog post and, and or my RSS reader application and I see uh, a, a brand new blog post from somebody that is a friend of mine and I subscribe to their blog to see what they have to say and the first words is, this is a guest post. So he has some feedback about that and I have some feedback or reaction to Keith's feedback. And then Susie has a question regarding podcasting A to Z. Yolanda, if we have time for her question, has a question about branding her one pixel audio player. I've already received an email from her saying that she's already solved her issue. She doesn't need me to cover it, but if we have time, I'll still stick it in there. And then I have a couple announcements at the end of the show that I want to remind you of. So if that sounds interesting to you, I hope that you'll stick around for this entire episode. And if not, I will catch you all next week when I'll be back with episode 284 of this podcast. But first off, I want to start with my personal plug of the week. Now, I am always exciting. Exciting. I Okay, sometimes I'm exciting. Sometimes I'm pretty boring, my kids will tell you. But I am very excited whenever I see somebody who's taken a podcasting A to Z course and just knock it out of the park. 
And I have another example of that from Marshall Ponzi, P-O-N-Z-I, Marshall Ponzi. You can find his show at inboundinfocus.com. And you may recognize that URL, and that's because I mentioned that URL at the end of an episode a couple weeks back because it turns out that Marshall Ponzi is the person who used my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for this hosting account. But anyway, if you go over to inboundinfocus.com slash 002, you will see his second podcast episode. And if I click play on here, have a listen to this. Yeah, go ahead. This is the Helpful Marketing Podcast. Take two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Helpful Marketing Podcast. My name is Marshall Ponzi. I push the buttons and spin the dials and try to make this all come together. This podcast is all about helping you grow your business by helping you help your customers. Hello again. Thank you for coming back for episode number two, the Helpful Marketing Podcast. And if you want to hear the rest, I encourage you to do so. It's a I listened to that entire episode and really enjoyed the content there. And and I have to correct myself. I called it the Inbound and Focus podcast. That's actually the domain that you'll go to. That's his website and his business and all this other stuff. But it's the Helpful Marketing Podcast by Marshall Ponzi. And yes, in the chat room, I hear all the things. I hear he has a scheme and all of that other stuff. He, I even got that on Facebook when I posted. And I'm sure Marshall's heard those things before and and all that good stuff. But anyway, he is doing an excellent job. If nothing else, go over to inboundinfocus.com slash 002 just to take a look at his his website design. What I love about this is he took my podcasting A to Z course and, and um, you know, his site doesn't look exactly like mine, which I have no problem with people, you know, using my thesis theme tutorial and making a site that looks, has the same, you know, general look and feel of of, of what I've done because I created the thesis theme f- for that purpose. But he's taken his own approach there and, and I really love the clean feeling. When I when I go there, it, it's like, it's just that clean feeling and, and I really like the way that he's set things up and he's using um, headings for topics within his show notes. Uh, he's doing a lot of things right and I know for a fact he's already uh, getting ready to produce or to release his third episode here within the next couple of days. He's doing an awesome job, great content, and I love the audio quality. So well done, Marshall Ponzi. Go check it out, inboundinfocus.com. I'll have links to that in the show notes over here at podcastanswerman.com slash 283. Hey, we're going to turn things over to our first question from the voicemail feedback hotline. Uh, which, by the way, you can uh, send feedback three different ways. You can. Three different ways you can send feedback uh, or questions, I should say, for the Podcast Answer Man show. And the three ways are, one, our voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Now, of course, because of the wondrous uh, wonders of technology and podcasting, you could ex- actually go back 30 seconds and hear me say that number again. But just in case, it's 859-795-4067. You can call in your audio feedback. Or if you're already uh, producing content, you have all the gear and everything in front of you, you could record it, save it as an MP3 file, and attach it to an email 
send that off to feedback at gspn.tv. Or if you have a microphone of any type uh, type uh, connected to your computer, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and it'll take you to my SpeakPipe page where you can actually record right from the computer. But anyway, let's go ahead and turn over to Stephanie who has a question about audio to her live audience. Hi Cliff, this is Stephanie from TVRewindPodcast.com and from DarknessToLightOnline.com. I recently upgraded my podcasting equipment and now have a microphone, mixer, and digital recorder. I purchased your studio setup tutorial to learn what I needed and how to set it up properly. Currently, sound clips from the computer are being sent to the mixer and recorder and my headphones. However, I also record my shows live via Ustream, and with this setup, the live audience is no longer able to hear these sounds. I have been to many of your live shows as well as other people who have done live shows and know that their sound is audible to the live audience and it does get on the recording. So my question is, how do I set this up to be able to play these sounds for the audience and for it to be able to be recorded properly? I hope that's clear enough for you. Thank you and keep up the great work and talk to you later. Bye. All right, Stephanie, thank you for the question. And I do have a very quick response for you. There are two different things that you can do. First off, I want to share with you that, um, like you, I am bringing my audio clips uh, from the speaker out jack of my computer, and I'm bringing that into my mixer, and yes, I do hear that in my headphones, and it's also going into my digital audio recorder. That is where the recording of this podcast is being made, is in my Roland Edderall recorder. So... Um, and you're right. Matter of fact, Stephanie, I believe you're here in the chat room with us live and as are several other people from the podcast Answer Man and GSPN community. And you guys all heard that recorded voicemail. And the way that I am choosing to do this is I use a separate second computer for my live stream broadcasting. So over here to my left, I have another, I have two different 27 inch iMacs. I use my production machine, which is doing pretty much everything. And then I have a separate 27 inch iMac that is pretty much a backup just in case something happens to my main system. But it's also there because I use it as a dedicated live Ustream streaming uh, uh, computer. And so I actually take Uh, The headphones jack, I use a headphone amplifier, but you could just use a little cable that takes the headphone jack and splits it out into two different headphone ports. But I split the headphones jack and I send whatever I'm hearing in my headphones, I just plug one fourth inch stereo cable into the headphone uh, plug and then the one eighth inch stereo plug into the line in jack on my streaming computer and I stream everything that's coming from my headphones is going into the Ustream live stream. So that's how I'm able to accomplish it the way that I do it. Now, what if you did not want to have a second computer dedicated just for streaming? Well, you could potentially go out and grab a USB sound card dedicated just for this purpose. So what I would do is I would still split the headphone signal and plug in a you know a stereo one quarter inch jack into the headphone port or a split headphone port. And then I'd take the one eighth inch jack and plug that into the USB line in input on the USB sound card. And then what I would go into the Ustream software that's pulling the audio and tell it to get the audio from that USB sound card's line in port. And that way you're able to send the audio clips out your 
standard built-in sound card to the mixer, and then you're able to actually bring all of the audio, including your voice and mics and everything else, and bring it back in through the USB sound card, which of course is coming from the headphones jack and therefore being broadcast out to Ustream. And that and it's kind of like everybody on Ustream has their own headphones. If you kind of think about it that way, it makes a lot of logical sense. So hopefully that'll help you out, Stephanie. And with that, we are now moving forward to our next question for um, the show here. And it's from Sarah, and she has questions about permalinks. Hi, Cliff. This is Sarah from Pearland, Texas. I just discovered Podcast Answer Man, and I love the show. I have a question about the episode links you provide on air. I've noticed that on your podcast, as well as the new social media marketing podcast, you give out URLs to the show notes that are something like podcastinstrument.com forward slash 281, if it was episode 281. These are great for reading over the air, but I've learned that having URLs that contain your keywords, for example, a URL that matches your podcast title, is preferable for SEO. Do you agree? Do you make this choice because you prefer to have URLs that are easy for listeners? Or is that SEO value of the URL a myth? Or do you have some sort of plugin that lets you have your cake and eat it too? Thanks. All right, Sarah, thank you very much for the question. And first and foremost, I want to just tell you from the very beginning of all the things that I've done online, I've really not paid a lot of attention to SEO, search engine optimization. It's just not my forte. I have very little interest in analytics and and all of the, you know, things that I can do to kind of maybe inch my way up by kind of, you know, fitting into other people's algorithms. The the fact is is that you're absolutely right. It used to be uh that if you had uh keyword rich keywords in your long permalink uh, you know, podcastanswerman.com slash SEO tips for permalinks. That actually might give you a little bit of a higher ranking when people uh, do a search in Google for SEO and permalinks. Uh, now, the thing is, is that definitely was the case a very long time ago, but they change those algorithms all the time because here's the problem. There's an entire industry of people out there who try to quote-unquote game the system. Now, it's, it makes a lot of sense to have this industry because a lot of people want to do whatever it takes to actually be seen. It's one thing to have a store, uh, but you want people to come into your store. Uh, and and so I totally get that. But there are a lot of people who use it for, for, for bad purposes where the content isn't really what people are searching for. They just want to get people in because they know that search is very popular. So they use keywords in their permalinks and in their domain names and all of this other stuff and try to gain tra- traffic. And then all of a sudden they're taken to you know this high-ranking site because they did all the quote-unquote right SEO things. And it turns out that this wasn't what people were looking for. But now they're there and they either get spammed with something. They might get malware. They might just be approached with something from a competitor. Just all kinds of weird stuff that goes on. I really don't bother myself too much with that. I do use keyword rich titles. Those have always been important to to all the algorithms. Um, You know, and I really, like I said, it's just not my first thought. Here's what I can tell you. That Google... What they're and all the other search engines, when they are actually trying to find results for people, they are trying to find results 
that are relevant to the person searching. That that is that's what these algorithms are, are all about. And so my recommendation, rather than spending way too much time worrying about SEO, create more content that is relevant to what people want to learn about. So that that's how I, I mean, if you go in, for example, anybody out there listening to this, stop what you're doing, except if you're driving, you can do this later. But anyway, uh, stop what you're doing, go to Google and search for podcast equipment and see where I pull up. Um, and of course, and again, take take where I pull up in the rankings and compare that to where I pull up if I didn't actually pay sponsored advertisements to actually be in that position. But go ahead and do it. Podcast equipment. Go ahead and search for podcast consultant. Do podcast consulting. Um, you know, do how you know learn how to podcast. You know, do those searches. You'll find that I do pretty darn well, even though, you know, I, I don't really spend a lot of time worrying about my permalinks. Now, the thing is, is if you do care a ton about this stuff, um, I understand that. And so the answer to your question, now for me, when I'm actually saying, you know, go to podcastanswerman.com slash 283, when I'm actually typing up the show notes, it does give me like a, you know, it, it tries to take my title and it gives me a permalink that it that has those keywords in it. That That's what it does by default. And I will tell you that I'm just lazy and I actually hit edit and just switch it over to 283. I really not, I don't care about the little extra bit of uh, Google juice that I might lose as a result of doing that. I just make it easy it, and make sure that anybody who wants to now can go to podcastanswerman.com slash 283 and go and leave a comment or read the comments that people put on this episode, which by the way, I haven't done that for the, all the episodes. This was um, this is a long time ago uh, or just a, maybe a couple months ago that I started doing this every single episode and now it's just become a habit. Now, what if I wanted to have my cake and eat it too, like you suggested, and that is totally possible. If I wanted to, I could go and have uh, podcastanswerman.com slash 283 hyphen, um, you know, SEO hyphen tips, hyphen permalinks, hyphen, you know, um, audio to hyphen to hyphen live hyphen audience it have all those keywords in the permalink it could be a mile long and all that other good stuff and if i wanted to i could just go into my pretty links software plugin and just say hey i want you to create a permalink for 283 and if somebody types in podcastanswerman.com slash 283 forward that over to this really long url and I could do that. It would just be an extra step. And that's why I say I'm a little lazy. I just don't do that. I could have my cake and eat it too. But Sarah, like I said, I just don't program and do things thinking about SEO. Um, most of, I, I want, personally, I want a majority of my traffic to come by word of mouth. I that That is where... That is where I most want to meet new people and to have new people learn about me. I'm very grateful to have the number of people who find me through Google searches and I have had thousands of people who have and I'm very blessed by that. But I don't, that, that's not my primary source of where I wanna get new listeners or new customers or new 
followers or community members from. I want to, I, I really like the organic word of mouth. And if I can just make it easy for people to go and leave a comment and tell me what they think about my SEO strategies, they could do so by going to podcastanswerman.com slash 283. Thank you very much for that question. All right, we'll get to some more questions here in just a little bit, but I want to transition for just a moment and talk about the podcast awards. That's right. The podcast awards is still underway. It is November 8th. We are halfway through the 15 days of voting. And this is, a you know, for many years, we've had multiple gspn.tv shows that were not nominated. One year we had seven podcasts nominated for the podcast awards. And I've always, you know, pushed for my audience to get us nominated, but I've never asked my audience to vote in the podcast awards for our shows. And the reason why is because I just didn't want to call in favors or bring in a call to action every day for 15 days. Um, I didn't want to hassle. I didn't want to to interrupt people's lives. I, I, I think there are so many other things that are more important than asking people to vote for for our shows for 15 days. And that's always been my, you know, my feeling. This year, however, I did go in and made the decision that, you know, we have two gspn.tv shows that were nominated in the eighth annual awards. We have Authentic Life Radio, which is my wife, Stephanie, and her best friend, Sarah Rader. It is an amazing show. If you've never checked it out, check it out at AuthenticLifeRadio.com. Uh, and even if you're a guy, I recommend that you listen to this because it'll give you some insights into the mindset of your wives because, uh, trust me, they, they share a lot of valuable information there and it gives you a, a good feeling on you know how you can better communicate or at least understand a little bit about how they process things. They just get behind a microphone and talk about you know their lives in a very authentic way and it's, it's, it's a very entertaining and wonderful show. But anyway, they got nominated for entertainment and totally shocking to me, encouraging others through Christ. That is my faith-based podcast and it's the only faith-based podcast that I have. Uh, you can find it at encouragingotherstroughchrist.com and it's the it's one of the shows that I I really spend the least amount of focus on, but I'll tell you it, it's it's pretty it's pretty intense on on a, a little bit more of the faith-based angle of who I am and what motivates me and 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 where I am in this journey of my own life of of my Christian faith and so uh, it, it I, I'm very matter of fact the best episode I've recorded more and produced more than three thousand of my very own podcast episodes in the last uh, since December of two thousand five out of all of those more than 3,000 episodes, the best podcast episode I have ever produced is episode 131 of that podcast. In fact, you can go to gspn.tv slash Steve Brown, gspn.tv slash Steve Brown, or you could go to gspn.tv slash three, that's T-H-R-E-E, freesins.com or gspn.tv slash three free sins. Either one of those will take you there. And matter of fact, I even think I've set up my um, my pretty links to where if you type in gspn.tv, the number three free sins, it will also take you to episode 131. Best podcast episode I have ever produced in my life. It's the one I feel the most confident that that really 
brings what is in essence what I, I love the most. And so if you want to check it out, check it out. But anyway, that podcast has been nominated and not to mention the fact that the podcast awards are going to be, it's going to have a live ceremony in front of a group of people. Uh, the MC who will be handing out the awards is Leo Laporte. I mean, come on, seriously? And, um, you know, and, and not to mention the fact that this year, I you know, I've always been a podcast sponsor um, for the podcast awards. But this year I decided to become a corporate sponsor of the podcast awards. Uh, for for Podcast Answer Man, which, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, why am I not there? Um, there are two reasons uh, for Podcast Answer Man. One is because, you know, my Podcast Answer Man consulting business is very much a part of New Media Expo and putting that all together. And I was responsible for, you know, organizing and bringing in Leo Laporte as the MC. And Podcast Answer Man is the corporate sponsor or is one of two corporate sponsors, along with my good friend John Dumas and Podcast Mastermind member as well. Uh, but the two of us are, are corporate sponsors over there. And so I, I think that th- that's why I, I was not brought into that technology category. But it's still something I wanted to promote. And I have been promoting it heavily. So I sent out just one email to my mailing list. I will not send out another email to my mailing list. That, that, is, that is my, I protect my mailing list like you would not believe. Um, I just refuse to send out 15 emails or even two emails or three emails, just one email to my mailing list saying, Hey guys, this is what it is. And basically what I did is I sent everybody to gspn.tv slash awards again, gspn.tv slash awards. And here's what happens. If you go to gspn.tv slash awards, you'll learn that not only do we have two shows that were nominated, but the gspn.tv community Friends of mine have shows. In fact, I um, just want to give a shout out to a couple people here. Uh, People's Choice category, Smart Passive Income, Pat Flynn. I've been voting for Pat in that category every single day since November 1st and will continue to do so through the 15th. Best Produced Podcast, The Fringe Podcast by Daryl Darnell, member of the podcast Answer Man and GSPN. All these people are from the GSPN community. And uh, anyway, the Fringe podcast, Daryl Darnell, been voting for it every single day. Best video podcast, geekbeat.tv with Callie Lewis, I vote for every day. Business category, smart passive income, once again from Pat Flynn, I am voting for him every single day. Comedy category, I'm voting for The Ramen Noodle, my good friend Daniel J. Lewis, I'm hoping that he gets that. Cultural slash arts, theater geeks. Uh, Dave Dufour, been a longtime member of the GSPN community and a uh, huge advocate advocate for Podcast Answer Man. Really love working with Dave Dufour. He's a super guy. Uh, but he has a show called Theater Geeks in the Cultural Arts. I've been voting for every single day. Education category. Now, I do want to give a shout out to Grammar Girl podcast from my good friend Mignon Fogarty. Although, Mignon, I must admit to you that I have been voting for another podcast in the education category, and I have been voting for um, the Ending Human Trafficking podcast by Dave Stahoviak. Now, Dave Stahoviak happens to be a member of the podcast mastermind, and so I'm obviously going to pass uh, vote for somebody in my podcast mastermind over anyone else in the category because, well, he's in my podcast mastermind. And uh, not to mention the fact that that certainly there's a great cause that goes with 
with that podcast as well. So that's the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast in Education. In entertainment, there's no doubt that I am voting for my wife, Authentic Life Radio, but I do want to give a shout out to the Once Upon a Time podcast with Daniel J. Lewis and the Fringe podcast with my friend Daryl Darnell. So Daniel and Daryl, I'm not going to be able to vote for you in the entertainment category because I am voting for my wife. And uh, I'm just thankful that for both of you, I have a different category. For Daniel, I'm voting for the ramen noodle and uh, comedy. And then for Daryl and Best Produced, I am uh, producing uh, or voting for you in the uh, Best Produced show. Uh, And then, of course, moving along here, religion and inspiration. I must admit, I am voting for myself. So that's encouraging others through Christ. The sports podcast... The sports podcast is Who Day Weekly, and that is uh, by Nick, and I think it's Suberg, Suberling. (laughs) He's in the chat room right now, so I'm butchering his last name, but the Who Day Weekly podcast under sports, I I have no sports bone in my body, but I am voting for Who Day Weekly every single day because Nick is a part. Suberling, thank you. Nick Suberling. Anyway, I'm voting for his podcast every single day because he is just, he's consistently here every Thursday as we record these shows live for Podcast Answer Man. He's a great member of the GSPN community, and I really appreciate his enthusiasm and encouragement uh, for our community. So I vote for Who Day Weekly in the sports category every single day. Technology is difficult, and I just want to say this. I'm, in a way, I'm glad Podcast Answer Man is not even there. That's all I can say. I'm kind of glad that it's not there. Because in the technology category, I do want to give a shout out to Google at a glance, good friend John Hanlon, member of the GSPN community, Daniel J. Lewis, the audacity to podcast. Congratulations for getting your show in there, Daniel. Uh, But when it comes to who's getting my vote, well, I won't tell you who publicly who I'm voting for because I have two members of the podcast mastermind who are in the technology category and what I will just encourage you guys to do is to please consider voting for either your website engineer by Dustin Hartzler a great podcast with tips and advice and answers to your questions about WordPress again that's your website engineer with Dustin Hartzler or Ruby Rogues with uh, Chuck Wood, he does a podcast on about Ruby on Rails. So uh, there you go, and I encourage you guys to go to gspn.tv/awards. Please vote every single day. If you've missed the first eight or nine days, don't worry about it. You've just got a few days left. If you just vote for the next three, four, however many days are left between now and the fifteenth, it means a huge amount to me personally. And if you have time, vote for those other shows that are listed there, gspn.tv slash awards. All right. The next topic I want to bring up, and it's kind of funny, we talked about this uh, with uh, Eric Fisher in one of our previous um, social media segments here on Podcast Answer Man, and it's the Facebook pay to promote. And I want to tell you, I have already paid Facebook $21 In a single week, actually within like four days, I paid them $21 to promote posts on Facebook. Uh, Now, one of them, the very first time that I did this was to 
uh, promote and a podcast meetup, a community meetup when I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to the Speak It Forward conference and I put out on Facebook, hey guys, I am going to have a meetup basically tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like no notice whatsoever. I, I, I didn't know where I was going to host it until I found a location and then I didn't know what my schedule was going to be while I was at this conference. And then finally I was like, oh, well, this is going to end at this time. Okay. Hey, in you know, in one day tomorrow, I'm going to do a meetup. If you're in Georgia, I would love to. Ha- I would love to have a meetup with you. I'd love to have uh, dinner and hang out and talk for a couple hours. And so I put that out, and I had the opportunity to promote it. And I paid seven dollars to promote that post. And as a result of that, I was able to get. Uh, uh, I think we had five people there from the GSPN community, and I had an awesome time. And I bet you that if I didn't pay the $7, I may have only had maybe one or two people there. And so I'm very glad it was definitely worth $7 to have that many people there. Um, The next one is um, I paid $7 for the first day to announce the podcast awards uh, voting every single day. And that got got a lot of traction. In fact, one of the things that I've done for the podcast awards is I created a Facebook group called I Voted for Authentic Life Radio and EOTC Podcasts. And uh, so basically, it's just a place where you can go each day. I create a little calendar icon that says, you know, did you vote today? And then people can show off their support for GSPN by going in and say, I voted. And it's been really cool. I'm very blessed to have, let's see here, 249 members in this group and it's just really a huge blessing to have the community so engaged and involved and I I'm looking forward to after the fact asking my community did was this annoying to you was this was was this um was this appeal on a daily basis for 15 days was it worth it um you know if if I if I win the award do you think I was do you think it was worth it and if it's if I didn't win the award, do you think it was worth it, or did I overextend, you know, my my reciprocity with you? So I am eager to find out how asking people to vote for 15 days is going to uh, affect me. But I did pr- pay to promote it that first day, and I don't know, maybe I might pay to promote again. I, the other seven dollars. Here's the thing: I promoted another post, and I have no idea what it was. I don't even remember what the third one was, but I have to watch it because you you go in and you hook up your PayPal account to this Facebook and it doesn't ask you, you know, hey, are you sure you want to do this? You hit the promote button now and boom, immediately says, thanks for your payment. You have now promoted this tweet. Uh, and just like a Kindle book purchase, you do have the ability to say, oh, this was a mistake or you can dispute it or whatever the case may be, but but just be careful. But but anyway, because here's the deal. I put a lot of stuff out and I want people to read it. And I want a lot of people to read it. So uh, $21 in one week to Facebook to pay to promote my posts. But was it worth it? Hmm, I don't know. We'll see. All right. We're going to turn back over to the voicemail feedback hotline. We got a question from Andy about timestamping. Andy, take it away. Hi, Cliff. It's Andy Dolph from HolisticBusinessRadio.com. And this is for Podcast Answer Man. I'm looking for something to help us time stamping show notes. We're going to be starting to do very detailed show notes 
for each episode because our community has requested that. And so I'd like to find a tool where we can play the episode and then each time we start typing a new section, it will add a timestamp automatically. I've seen a number of tools for iOS that will do this, but the person who's going to be doing it doesn't have an iOS device. It could be software for either Mac or Windows, but it does need to be for a desktop computer. And I'm hoping you or maybe someone in the Podcast Answer Man community might have an idea for us of what we can use. I'm sure it's out there, but I just haven't been able to find it with Google Foo so far. Thanks for a great show. All right, Andy. Maybe it's out there and they just didn't use the right keyword keywords in their permalinks. And that's why we're having a hard time finding that software. Honestly, I don't have an answer for you. And this is why the reason why I decided to include this question is in there is because you brought up a great point. Maybe I or somebody in this community, somebody in the GSPN podcast answer man community, somebody might know of a software that would allow you to do this. I am not aware of any. Now, I will say that, that back in the early days of podcasting, back in 2005, 2006, there was this software called um, do, 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 Cast Blaster by Mike Versteg. And he, this was a really awesome piece of software. And I kind of miss it in some ways. I really do. It was it was so awesome. It was this one piece of software you could load up audio clips on it just like I do with Soundbite, but then you could actually hit, you You could uh, give your show a name and title and all of these different things and you would click through and it would actually timestamp things in a show notes format as you were doing things. And so as you typed in notes, it would actually timestamp it where in the record, oh, by the way, it would record your podcast in the software with the clips and your audio from your mic and everything. It was like this all-inclusive, one, do-it-everything system. But anyway, um, yeah, so it, it would do that. So as you were recording the show, if you added a note to your show notes or your your you know little scratch pad that they gave you, it would immediately t um, put a stamp as to what time inside of the episode you literally typed those in. And so, I do know what you're talking about. I just don't know of any software that exists today for the desktop, either Mac or PC for that. And so for that, I'm asking our wonderful GSPN and Podcast Answer Man community to please go to podcastanswerman.com slash 283 and leave a comment if you have some suggestions for Andy. So there you go. All right, next up is some feedback from Keith about my thoughts on guest posting. Keith, take it away. Hey, Cliff. Keith Paris calling from uh, the Detroit, Michigan area, referencing uh, show 281 for Podcast Answer Man. Um, love the show. Have to completely disagree with your opinion of guest posting. And the reason for that is when I subscribe to a uh, blog or an RSS feed, obviously I want the content that that person is creating, but I'm also willing to consider the personal endorsement of that person. And a perfect case in point would be that I was subscribed to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income, and I had heard of your show, Podcast Answer Man, uh, but had brushed it off for several months until Pat gave a ringing endorsement of you and your um, what you had to offer. 
And it was only after Pat gave you a personal endorsement that I was willing to consider listening to Podcast Answer Man. And boy, am I glad that I did because I love the content you provide. And I'm, I really enjoy uh, most of the things that you have to say. But in this case, with the guest, uh, guest posting, I have to completely disagree. I think uh, guest posts are a perfect way to be validated by someone in a position of authority. And as a consumer of content, I look for those personal endorsements so I don't waste my time having to sift through content that isn't worth my time. Um, so that's my two cents for what it's worth. I don't have a personal site of my own up yet. Uh, working on that, and uh, hopefully maybe some somewhere down the road I'll be able to provide some uh, business your way as well because I do appreciate the content that you do provide. Um, my personal, I can be reached on Twitter at uh, Keith Paris, P-A-R-E-S, uh, all one. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, keep up the great work, and God bless. All right, Keith, thank you so much, and I I will stand my ground and say I still feel extremely Stream extremely. I, I I very much am turned off when I open up my RSS feed reader. I see a blog post title, and it's like, wow, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear so and so's thoughts on this subject. I I've been waiting for months, even years, to hear so and so share their thoughts on this topic. Then I click on the title. And it pulls up the full post, and the first words I read, this is a guest post from so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Seriously? I don't even know who so-and-so is. And so here's the thing. Keith, you say that you completely disagree with me, and I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't have to have everybody agree with me. However, here's the deal. I, imagine this. You go and you see a brand new episode of Smart Passive Income, a new podcast answer man, or no, podcast Smart Passive Income session number such and such, and it's got this great, amazing title, and you're like, oh, wow, Pat's talking about that. This is going to be really good, and then as soon as you hear it, you, can, you hear, hi, everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft. You may not know me. But my, but I'm actually here writing uh, or recording this podcast, this episode, the special edition of Smart Passive Income, because Pat allowed me to be a guest host for one of his episodes. So here's, here we go. Here's this first session, and boom, here's the jingle. Well, everybody, welcome to this show. You have no idea who I am, why I'm here, why Pat gave me this week. Blah 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 blah. I'm just here. I'm in your face. I'm in your podcast. Like it or not. <laughs> and and so I love what you said. The reason why you're listening to Podcast Answer Man isn't because I guest posted in his podcast episode, but because you got a personal ringing endorsement from Pat about me. And there are, I would say there are about eight, nine hundred, maybe even a thousand people who are listening to Podcast Answer Man every week directly as a result of Pat inviting me to be a guest on his show, co-hosting an episode about giving it all away. Is is that a good business practice or not? Or originally, I think it was session number five or something like that, where he interviewed me about podcasting and, and sharing my story of, of how I built a business online. One of those two interviews, or actually one's an interview and one is, you know, hey, come on and co-host and talk about this topic with me. But neither of those were guest posts. Those were 
Pat was still still very much there. And even at the front of this show, I kind of do, you know, the personal plug of the week. This is Cliff's ringing endorsement of Marshall Ponzi at uh, inboundinfocus.com. Or this is Cliff's personal, uh, you know, glowing recommendation to go check out uh, John Buchanan's Let's Reverse Obesity.com. Or this is Cliff's ringing endorsement for Michael Stelzner over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash podcast so you can listen to his Social Media Marketing World podcast. You know, this is Cliff's ringing endorsement for Michael Hyatt's, um, you know, This Is Your Life podcast. Uh, so, so I totally get ringing endorsements, and I could not agree with you more. That is exactly the number one way that I want to gain new listeners, new followers, new community members. But I, but if here's the thing, I wouldn't want to just show up in their podcast feed and take over one of their episodes. And if I did, I would want, if, if Pat says, Cliff, man, you know, I've got some big things going on here and, I, you know, I really want to put out two episodes in December, uh, but there's just no way I'm going to be able to record two episodes in December. Would you be willing to record two podcast episodes for Smart Passive Income for me? And if I was to do that, not that Pat would ever do this, and I don't even recommend anybody ever do this. But if, if that were the case, here's what I would do. I would, number one, ask Pat, say, okay, no problem at all. Could you record, you know, let's decide what the two topics that I'm going to cover are. And I would like to schedule a time or have you pre-record the first three minutes of that episode introducing who I am and why I'm doing this and why you personally endorse my message. So, going back to my original gripe, and it is a massive gripe, and I despise when I open up an RSS reader and I see a great title, and the first words are, this is a guest post from so-and-so, and and then it immediately jumps into that person's voice. My, My big gripe is that there is no ringing endorsement other than the fact that, eh, I've allowed them to post here. Uh, I would much prefer opening it up and saying, uh, number one, I would love to see in the title guest post. So I'm not my, so my high, my my you know I don't get you know my hopes up by thinking that all my all of a sudden it's like oh this person is going to do this. Um, the other thing is I would love it if let's just say if I was a avid blogger and you guys come to Podcast Answer Man to hear all of my stuff about media and I, and I'm not a I, I mean I blog but I I'm I shifted from being a blogger to a podcaster in 2005 and I'm never going to go back I don't think. Uh but anyway, if I were blogging on a, a pretty regular basis and I wanted to let Pat Flynn do a guest blog, you better believe I'm going to know ahead of time what is that topic that he's going to guest blog on. I'm going to read through it, confirm that this is a message that I want to have communicated to my audience. And then when it gets posted, I'm going to give an opening paragraph. That opening paragraph might be five, six sentences. But hey, everybody, I just want to let you know that the post you're about to read is a guest post from my great friend, Pat Flynn. Let me tell you a little bit about Pat Flynn, who he is, why I really value his opinion personally. Let me tell you a little bit about my relationship with him, who he is, what he does, and now 
here's what he's going to be talking about, and I wholeheartedly agree with everything in this post. Here And, and here it is now. Now, that would be completely different. So again, it's not that I'm against guest posting altogether. It's just I, I really personally don't like it when I open up an RSS feeder reader and I just simply hear this is a guest post from so-and-so and it goes immediately into the post. But anyway, Keith, I hope that you're still around, even if we may or may not disagree with one another. Uh, we're going to move forward and turn things over to our Susie, who also uh, called in on our voicemail feedback hotline. Hi, Cliff. My name is Susie Farthing with OneLoveForNurses.org. I enjoy your podcast and appreciate all the information and tips and tricks that you've provided me over the years. Um, I do have a few questions. I'm interested in participating in your next podcasting from A to Z class. Uh, What is the absolute deadline for registration? Um, My funds will not be available till the first week in November, probably. So um, I just don't want to miss an opportunity to get in that class. Also, uh, will this class provide me with the extra prodding that I need to actually get my podcast um, posted up and running? Um, Getting the information in is not a problem for me. Uh, Simulating it all and pulling it all together is a problem. And actually, I've been thinking about it and talking about getting a podcast done for years now, and I just need that extra prodding. So will this class provide it to me? Will I have my podcast posted by the end of the class? Also, um, how long will you have to access the information um, after f- completing the class? Will I be able to go back if I forget something and um, look at the resources again and again? And if so, for how long? I appreciate your podcast. I appreciate all your hard work. Um, it's greatly um, needed for us, and it's an awesome ministry. Um, and I just look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Bye. All right, I do want to answer all of those questions for you guys. And before you tune out, decide to tune out, because I'm going to talk about podcasting A to Z, I want to remind you that the my thoughts and review of the iPad Mini is coming right after this. And I do promise to keep my responses to Suze, uh, Susie real quick and brief and to the point. So the first question you asked is, what a, is there an absolute deadline for the registration? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, the absolute deadline is Monday, November 26th. Uh, by the end of that day. That's the first day of the course. And, uh, you know, pretty much I, I close out the registration process. Now, the only thing that could cause you to not be able to get in as late as November 26th is if um, is if we, we sell out. There is a limit of 30 students for this session. Uh, there are already 10 people who are signed up. Now, judging from my own experience, Uh, We usually add the 25th through the 30th student right around the few days right up to the course. Uh, Now, you know, you called this in about a week and a half ago, so it's already the first week in November. If you were to sign up within the next week to 10 days, I have no doubt that you'll get in with no problem whatsoever. So I highly encourage you to go ahead and do that. Make sure you use promo code PAM for Podcast Answer Man. PAM in the discount shop, or discount code in the shopping cart, you'll get $100 off the cost of the course. Now, will you get extra prodding that you need to complete the course? Now, I am not going to personally babysit you. 
Um, I am looking for people who, you know, are, are looking to get this podcast up and running and launched. Now, with that being said, when I see that people who have signed up for the course are not interacting within the course, I do send them an email and say, hey, I haven't seen you online. Is there some kind of issue that you're having, some kind of hurdle that you're facing that I can help you get through so that you can move forward and get this thing off the ground? I usually do that once or twice without, you know, without any problem whatsoever. If people do not respond to me, after, you know, and, and, and I just don't, I, I'm not going to be doing this on a daily basis. Now, here's the situation. If you were to introduce yourself in the in the course, Susie, and you were in the very first introduction and say, Cliff, uh, I would like to personally ask you on Wednesday of each week to send me a message and ask me how I'm doing. If you were to do that, I promise you, I would actually send you a mess. I would set a reminder for myself to send you an email every Wednesday to ask you where you are in the process. Now, it's not a part of my regular process to do that for each and every student, but anybody who ever would ask that, I would do it because my podcasting A to Z students are my priority during the four weeks of the podcasting A to Z course. So will you get this extra prodding and will your podcast be online? If you ask for it, you shall receive. And number two, will you get your course online? The fact that you pre-recorded that, actually you recorded that using SpeakPipe. But anyway, the fact that you recorded the audio that you did and got it to me, um, I can tell you right now, you'll, you'll be able to do it. There, there will be no problem. How long will you have access to the information after the class has ended? Well, for four weeks, you'll have unlimited access to ask as many questions as you want in the online forums. You'll have access to ask as many questions as you want during the four weekly group coaching webinars each Friday. Uh, if you can't attend those live, then you'll be able to ask questions beforehand and see the answers in the video recordings afterward. Uh, and of course, uh, all of the digital training products that I have are included in the cost of the course. And after the end of the four weeks, there is no new posting of any information. But there are people who took the March 2011 course that uh, they're still accessing it today because you have lifetime access to all of the materials, all the training tutorials, and even all the questions that were ever asked during the course. So again, that should answer all of those questions for you. I would love to have you sign up for my podcasting A to Z course, and I would love to have 20 more people sign up. I have 10 people signed up already, and I would love to have 20 more people join me for this final podcasting A to Z course for December or for the winter session here. It starts on Monday, November 26th. We will end on Friday, December 21st. So right after Thanksgiving and right before Christmas, you'll have your podcast up and running by the end of this year. Head over to podcastingatoz.com. Use promo code PAM, P-A-M in the shopping cart. You'll get $100 off. All right, uh, looking at the time, Yolanda's question I'm going to put off for another time because uh, she called back and or she wrote me back an email and said she's figured out her issue and I may or may not include it in next week. So uh, we'll move on to my review of the iPad mini. Um, I have an iPad mini sitting right in front of me. I have been... Uh, wanting, matter of fact, I'm kind of thankful to Amazon. If it wasn't for Amazon, I would not have an iPad mini sitting in front of me. Um, back, I used to be the type of person who hated to read books. 
Um, prior to ebooks, I probably read a total of 30 books in my entire lifetime. Now, I've read portions of books that were required um, and stuff like that. I read bits and pieces of stuff through college and, and stuff like that. But as, when it comes to full books from the front cover to the back cover, um, maybe a total of 30 books in my entire lifetime. Now, I don't remember when I, I whenever the Kindle 3 came out, that's the first time I got a, a, a an ebook reader. And I will tell you that since then, I've probably read 150 or more books. And this has only been within the last three to five years. Now, since I've been reading these books, my life has changed. I mean, it, I have developed a love for reading. I've developed a love for learning through through literature, through through um, uh, all of these different things. In fact, one of the things I will tell you right now, it is a personal goal of mine to always be reading at least three books at a time. That's right, three books at, the t- at a time. And when I pick up my e-reader, I want to either be, you know, choose one of these three items. I want to have, be in the process of reading a book that challenges my faith. Uh, I want to read a book that challenges my business and personal development decisions and stretches me in that area to take that to the next level. And I always want to be, I always want to have a good fiction story, a fictional world that I can step out of this world and all of the problems that I may have or all the different things. I I just want to, I want to live, I want to escape into a fictional world. And so I, so basically I always want to be reading a, um, a faith-based book, a business slash personal development book, or a fiction novel, if you will. And I've been incredibly blessed with all of the books that I've read so far. But anyway, I remember when the fir- when the iPad came out, I bought it because the original iPad. I purchased the original iPad one for- as an ebook reader. I remember I was so excited about it, and I chose that over getting the existing Kindle devices that were out there. And um, I started reading books on using the Kindle app on the original iPad, and I quickly got tired of that. Uh, it literally uh, was causing massive pain in my wrists because the iPad was so heavy. If you tr- there, number one, there was absolutely no way you could hold the original iPad in one hand, held up, elevated in the air at reading level without experiencing massive pain. And then even with two hands, it was uncomfortable. And I realized that this was just not ideal. And then when they announced the Kindle 3, I purchased uh, the Kindle 3 and I absolutely fell in love with this little tiny light device that uh, you know, you could read in the sunlight and all of the other things. You, I mean, it was just a dream come true. Uh, there were no distractions of other apps or anything else to to capture my attention. It's just like, wow, this is perfect. It's super light. It's just the right size. I can take it to a take it a lot of places with me. I loved my Kindle Three. Then when the Kindle, let's see, the Kindle Touch was the Kindle Three, and then the Kindle Touch. Yeah, so as soon as the Kindle Touch came out, I got the Kindle Touch, um, and I absolutely love my Kindle Touch, and the, I got the case with the light that's built into it from Amazon, 
totally worth the extra $60. They have that light on there. Uh, I've read tons of books on my Kindle Touch. Absolutely love my Kindle Touch. And then they came out with the Kindle Paperwhite, which is, you know, their answer to the Nook um, Glow whatever. Uh, but anyway, the, the Kindle Paperwhite came out. And it's supposedly got this improved, enhanced, better display. The fonts are more crisp and clear and, and stuff like that. And it's got the front lit dis- display instead of the backlit. And it's like as soon as they announced it, I'm like, oh, I want that. That's what I want. I, I want a Kindle Paperwhite. But I hate the way that uh, Amazon does things when you pre-order. If I pre-order something, I want you to immediately charge my card. I don't want you to charge my card when it ships Three weeks from now, I want you to take the money out. I want you. I want it to be. I want that. I want the transaction to be done, and you owe me a device when it's available. When you know, so that's the way I want it done. So I, you know, refusing to pre-order from Amazon and having them bill me when that device is there, I chose to wait. And of course, even if I go and and this device has been out for a very long time now, by the way. So if I go to Kindle.com, Kindle.com, that'll take me to the Amazon store for Kindle. The Paperwhite, if I wanted to buy one today, I would buy the Kindle White, uh, Paperwhite 3G without special offers. And if I ordered today on November 8th, I would expect to get this the week of December 17th. Seriously, I still can't get one of these devices. So, you know, I, I, all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, I, I heard Michael Hyatt that he did not like the Kindle White. He actually returned it. I uh, thought there was, you know, maybe a defective unit at first and I sent him a, a replacement and turns out that, it, you know, there's a there's a little bit at the bottom where the, the, the light emits out that he just didn't like the way it looked. Um, and so he sent it back. So I, I had some discussion with Michael about that. Talked with my good friend Eric Fisher who has a paper white and absolutely loves it. And I uh, actually saw one at Best Buy here locally and, and looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I totally, a, a Kindle Paperwhite would be great. I would love it. And I still want one. And if they had one at Best Buy, I would bought it off the shelf. And if I could order one and if I could have ordered one and they and Kindle, Amazon would have charged me as soon as I placed the order instead of maybe charging me when it might ship, you know, December 17th or actually it, wouldn't, it would have been a long time ago now. I would have already had it. But um, I didn't. So um, I, I my Kindle Touch is still great. I still have the lighted the the Kindle case with a light, and it works great, and I love it. Um, and I'm thinking it would be nice to have that that does that, that display. And then all of a sudden they announced the iPad Mini. Now when the iPad Mini was announced, I'm thinking this sounds like a really awesome device. Uh, however. You know, I was pretty upset with the idea that they created this thing and they don't have this retina display, you know, and the cameras are automatically dumbed down to, you know, an, an older version of the cameras. And I and I happen to know that the only reason they're going to do that is because they know Apple fanboys like myself and many others, millions of others, would buy this device and next year, you know, within nine months, they'll announce the next uh, iPad Mini 2 with Retina display, and many of those people will rebuy it with all and with a faster processor, which are all available 
today. And so, um, so anyway, I, I was a little bummed. I'm like, I'm not going to buy that. I'll wait till the second device. Here's the deal. I feel pretty good about the fact that I have an original iPad. I never went for an iPad 2. I never went for the iPad 3. And I had no desire for the iPad 4. But when I heard about the mini, I was thinking maybe, maybe not. You know, it's, it's about the size. And remember, the reason I purchased my original iPad was for an ebook reader. And well, my friends, I have the iPad mini sitting in front of me. And I want to tell you that this thing is just as thin, just as thin as a Kindle, uh, paper white. It's just as thin. Um, it's just a little bit bigger than the Kindle uh, paper white. And the other thing I will tell you is it's only three ounces heavier than the Kindle Paperwhite. Only three ounces heavier than the Paperwhite. And, and and for those who are watching me live, I'm holding this in one hand right like this, and and or I could hold it like this with my thumb just down in the bottom right-hand corner. Um, I can hold this with no problem at all in one hand and, and just keep reading and reading. No strain on the wrist whatsoever. This, in my mind, is what the original iPad should have been. Only this does actually have a couple benefits over the original iPad. Number one, it's got a front and rear camera, which the original iPad should have had. Um, it's got a much faster processor and all of that other stuff. It's got Siri built in. I love, love, love Siri. And the cool thing is, is it runs all the iPad apps that I've always loved, but I had pretty much abandoned my iPad because my my iPad was too big and bulky. I never really liked that device. Uh, my wife loves the iPad upstairs. She uses it in the kitchen to do all of her recipes and the kids play games and stuff on it. I mean, they, they love the original iPad. And that's the other thing. I want to just quickly talk about this idea of those who buy these devices and then all of a sudden Apple announces something new and everybody says, and now mine's obsolete. I, I just don't get that. I mean, you you bought a device based upon what it could do at that time. And my original iPad is still an amazing device. It still works perfectly today, still does everything it could do back then, and, and actually does more because of uh, iOS updates. Now, can I do iOS 6 on it? No. Does that mean it's obsolete? No. It's still, it's an amazing iPad device and it still does all of those wonderful things and even beyond what I originally purchased it for. But it's still too big and bulky for what I originally wanted, which was I wanted it for mainly for ebooks. But I love the iPad, um, you know, software the, the apps that are made just for the iPad because of, of some of the bigger screen real estate, they lay things out in a different way. And one of my favorite apps on the iPad for the longest time was the daily magazine called The Daily. I love that magazine. And, you know, they've since brought out some other magazines. And, uh, you know, I, I just really love it. And, of course, the Kindle app is on here. And I went ahead and purchased this. I bought the black one, and I'll tell you why. And I absolutely love it. I do. I love it. Uh, the fact, you know, the thing is, is if I didn't know, I, you know, I have a Retina. I have a Retina iPhone, obviously. I have the iPhone 5. And I think the iPhone 4 was Retina display as well. But, you know, I've never seen, I've never looked at an, a Retina iPad before. 
And so I, I'm going from the original iPad to this iPad, and the graphics are actually imp- way improved, well above the original iPad. And uh, I like it. I, I, I love it. Uh, the form factor is perfect. The size is perfect. Um, it's got the new lightning adapter, which I like. Um, yeah, and, and so I really love the iPad mini. Now, here's the thing. I was going to buy one of these on uh, on Apple's website, sight unseen. I was just going to go for it based upon the the recommendations and the, the reviews of other people that I admire. And I almost bought a white one. And I'm so thankful that I got to the Apple store to actually ha- get some hands-on experience with this device. And there were a couple, there were at least three different times that I had the white iPad mini in the shopping cart and I just chose not to shop out, not, not to check out each time. And then eventually I made it into the Apple store, got my hands on it, and I looked at the white iPad and the diamond cut edging around it, the silver lining around the white, I personally think it is the most hideous looking thing in the world. Oh my gosh, I am so, so thankful I never checked out of the shop, shopping cart with a white iPad mini with the silver lining because that would have drove me crazy. But the diamond cut edge around the black iPad is actually in black and I really like it. It's super, super nice and uh, I absolutely love this device. So um, let, let's see here. I'm glad I purchased the black instead of the white. I'm looking at my notes now. Uh, it's what the iPad originally in my mind should have been. It's only three ounce he- ounces heavier than the Kindle Paper White, which is just simply amazing. Uh, by the way, I still plan on using this primarily only for media consumption. In fact, I am not hooking my email up to this. I'm not hooking my calendar up to this. I do currently have my reminders hooked up to it, uh, but but I'm not hooking up my calendar or my email. This is not a work device. I'm not going to do any media production on this thing at all. Um, I, it's just it's 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 media it, it, it's it's media consumption, not production for me. The fact that it doesn't have retina doesn't really affect me at all. I'm able to read just fine. It's not a big deal. Um, and then the question is, is it worth it? Absolutely. Uh, it, matter of fact, I want to just confess to you guys, I paid about almost $100 more than what anybody else would pay for this device because if I ordered it off of uh, the Apple site, I would have had to wait two more weeks to get it. So it'd be right around the end of December or end of November when I got it. So I went to eBay and I found a guy who bought a bunch of these from Apple, pre-ordered them, and he sold. He was selling it for about a, you know, about eighty or ninety dollars more than what you would buy it from um, from Apple. So I paid almost a hundred dollars more, but I had it in two days. So <laughs> it was worth it for me. I wanted I wanted my hands on this device as soon as I, I I played with it for a few minutes at the Apple Store. So real quickly, I wanted to just tell you the Kindle app on this thing is absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, I am going to renew, I'm going to probably re-up on my subscription to the daily. I love it. Crazy Taxi. For those of you who used to play Crazy Taxi on the Dreamcast, Crazy Taxi is awesome on the iPad mini. Not so good on the iPhone 5. It's almost impossible to play on the iPhone 5, but I am really good at Crazy Taxi on uh, the iPad mini. Uh, Let's see here. What else do I have? Oh, Field Runners 2. Um, I got Field Runners 2, the iPad version. I already bought the uh, Field Runners 2 for the iPhone. 
and uh, went ahead and bought it the the HD version for the iPad. Absolutely love it. I'm using Flipboard. Uh, I love the look and feel of Flipboard. Um, I'm thinking about uh, looking into Success Magazine. I keep hearing my great friend Dan Miller talk about Success Magazine all the time. So I'm thinking about that. I went ahead and um, upgraded to the Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R Pro application for the iPad. Uh, that's that's I've always used the Reader app for uh, my iPhone for RSS feeds. Uh, so those are just some of the things. Oh, by the way, go to meeting. Oh my gosh, I I could literally just launch and run go to meeting sessions right from my iPad. Uh, video conferencing, whiteboarding, all kinds of stuff right from the iPad. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, of course, not to mention the fact that I have. Redbox on here, Netflix, Hulu Plus, uh, IMDb, TuneIn Radio, uh, the ABC Player, and you know all the streaming video apps if I want them. Um, let's see here. What else is it that I wanted to tell you about? Um, yeah. Oh, in the podcast app, you know the fact that it actually does sync between uh, the iPhone five and the um, the uh, the iPad Mini. Uh, if like if I stop listening to a podcast in one place on one device and pick it up on another device, it, it starts where I left off. I'm gonna talk to the folks over at Pocket Cast and see if they can't find a way to to build an iPad app and to actually build in that syncing functionality there. Uh, and if they can't, I may actually uh, you know I keep going back and forth there. Oh, and one other thing, Ignition log me in software logmein.com. I use that for my systems. Uh, I have a free account and uh, I think I paid a lot of money for the Ignition software. Totally worth it though. Uh, And it allows me to do, um, you know, to control my home PC uh, through my iPad. And I actually have it on my iPhone as well. But uh, definitely, definitely love the iPad mini. That That is my review that is my reasoning for buying this stuff and just love, love the iPad mini. Totally worth it and uh, hopefully worth the extra 15 to 17 minutes tagged onto this episode to talk about it. Ah, Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man, another lengthier episode, but hopefully something of value in here for each and every one of you. Hey, if you want to call in your questions for the Podcast Answer Man, you can do so at the phone number one more time, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. You can always record an MP3 file, attach that to feedback at gspn.tv. Feedback at gspn.tv with an attached MP3 file. Or you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and that'll take you to my SpeakPike page where you can record it online. Also, I want to just say that I am so excited about New Media Expo. It is only eight weeks till Vegas, baby. Leo Laporte keynote, the podcast awards ceremony live with Leo Laporte handing out awards, hopefully to me. That would be awesome. Ah. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'm just hoping high. Anyway, Andy Inako doing a super session, an amazing podcasting track full of wonderful podcasters in this community. Did I mention CES? I went ahead and purchased a pass 
to so I could stay an extra day and uh, browse around CES. I might even go and visit American Restoration, the the store Rick's Restoration from the History Channel. May even head over to the Pawn Store for the pawn, the show of the Pawn Stars. Uh, I'm sure I'll have some sort of podcast mastermind and gspn.tv slash podcast answer man community meetup one night that the details on that is all to be determined later and of course if you want to you can check out the podcast report which is the podcast that i'm producing and hosting for the new media expo conference you can find that at gspn.tv forward slash the podcast report gspn.tv forward slash the podcast report and of course i want to say thank you to all of you who are using my bluehost affiliate link for signing up for your hosting account as you guys know i get a very 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 generous commission each time you guys sign up for that and i'm telling you this is a big deal okay i get a, i get a very generous commission and here's the deal check this out there are eight tina costanaga.com PrepScoopMedia.com, EmbroMation.com, ClarinetLessonsNow.com, MicrocastHQ.com, LOPR or LOPRealty.com, SlyAndRob.com, and Health Church, HealthyChurchRadio.com. I'll have links to all of that in uh, the show notes over at PodcastAnswerMan.com/283. Of course, I give no endorsements or recommendations for any of those this is just clearly me saying thank you for signing up i have not vetted the content at any of those links but thank you all god bless you all i'll be back again next week until then go to gspn.tv awards and vote every day